Welcome to the Finding True Health podcast, episode number 54. Goal setting could be good or bad, depending on the goals you set, how you go about achieving those goals, and your mindset while doing it all. Now, whether you normally love setting goals, or you despise setting goals, or maybe you lie somewhere in between, I really think that this this episode is going to be helpful for you. Just remember, this podcast is for educational purposes only. It's not meant to be a substitute for getting individualized care and help from a qualified professional where needed. All right, let's dive in and talk about the do's and don'ts of goal setting. Are you ready to be done with diets, done trying to mold your body to fit unrealistic beauty standards? Do you want to create a healthy lifestyle simply to feel better and have more energy each day? Do you want to finally find food freedom? Hey, I'm Jenna, a registered dietitian nutritionist. Not long ago, I was an overwhelmed mom and struggled to make myself a priority. I hated my body and wondered how I could stop beating myself up every time I looked in the mirror. I also felt frustrated about my health and wished I could get myself to exercise consistently, eat more vegetables, eat less sugar, you know, actually do the things I knew could improve my mood and energy levels. But I kept telling myself I didn't have enough time or motivation or willpower or, well, you get the idea. But with some help from God, I was able to turn my health and life around. And I want to help you do the same. In this podcast, you'll find trustworthy nutrition information, critical mindset shifts, and actionable advice so you can feel better, fill your life with sustainable, healthy behaviors, and be confident in your own skin, no matter your size. So if you're ready to make peace with chocolate, but love your salad too, this is the podcast for you. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. I I don't know if you can tell by my voice. I am still a bit sick. In fact, my cold just got worse and worse, and I had a horrible cough all week, and I pretty much just lost my voice altogether up until like today. It came back just enough that I feel like I can record this episode. Again, I might sound a little hoarse and a little funny, but it's a minor miracle that I have a voice at all to record, so I'm very happy. I've got my herbal tea here to hopefully help keep my voice going. So the day that this episode airs is actually the first anniversary of the Finding True Health podcast, so I just want to take a minute and celebrate that fact that this has now been going on for a year to the day, (laughs) and I just want to thank each and every one of you who has listened to even a single episode. Maybe this is your first. Maybe you've been here since day one. All of my listeners just mean so much to me. And I mean, you're the reason I've been going for a year. If I didn't have anybody listening, it'd be really hard to continue putting out these episodes. And I hope to keep growing and growing because I know that there are a lot more people that I can reach. And even though the podcast has come a long ways in a year, I know it has a long, long ways that it can go. So I would love your help in helping to spread the word, share the podcast, leave a review, all the things to continue to help it grow. And hopefully I'll be able to to keep going for many, many more years to come. All right, let's talk about goals. I think that it's really great to take time every now and again and to reflect on our lives and see if there are any areas that we want to work on improving. And of course, this can be done all throughout the year not just in January, but the start of a new year kind of feels like a natural time to do that reflection and to think about our habits and consider maybe what we'd like to be different in our lives. 
Now, I used to shy away from setting goals because I was so worried that I wouldn't reach my goal. And then if slash when I didn't reach my goal, I would beat myself up over it. I would make it mean that I was a failure and I couldn't follow through on anything and I would never achieve my dreams and yada, yada, yada. So it's no wonder that I resisted goal setting because I knew it was on the other end of it if that goal wasn't achieved. But now I have a whole different view on goal setting, which makes it so much more fun and enjoyable for me to set goals, even goals that don't get achieved. So let's talk about the purpose of goal setting for a minute. Most people would say that the purpose of setting a goal is to achieve or hit the goal. And of course, we want to make goals with the intent of of reaching them and of achieving them. But for me, the overarching purpose for making goals is really threefold. First purpose is to push myself further than I would naturally go go without the goal. If I'm just kind of riding along and letting my habits control my life and my lower brain control my life, then I'm not going to push myself very hard. I'm going to stay in my comfort zone. I'm going to do what feels easy. And I'm just likely not going to achieve as much. So even if I make a goal that I don't end up reaching, it's still there's still a very good chance that I still pushed myself further and harder than I would have had I not set that goal in the first place. The second purpose for me for setting a goal is to give my brain something really tangible to focus on and to be pointed towards. Goals give our brain kind of a roadmap of sorts, and it tells us what to prioritize and what to look out for in our lives. So our brain can go to work trying to find solutions and find things that have to do with the goals that we've set. You've likely heard of the red car phenomenon. If you've ever been car shopping before, let's say you're shopping for a red car, all of a sudden you notice all of the other red cars on the road, whereas before you never paid much attention to them before. And that just illustrates that our brains need us to tell it what is relevant, what is important to us, and then it will naturally start seeking out those things that have to do with that. So by setting a goal, you're telling your brain, this is important to me, this is relevant in my life. And now I need you to go to work looking for opportunities to help make this goal happen. And the third reason I love setting goals is that it also helps me discover what my true desires are and really how I'd like to grow as a person. Even if, again, I don't end up achieving my goal, maybe I don't achieve it this year or next year, but I've still uncovered that desire. I've planted that little seed and more likely than not, that seed is going to sprout and grow at some point in the future. I'm reminded of my oldest son, Bryce. He's turning 16 years old next week, which is crazy. I'm excited to finally have another driver in the house, but at the same time, I'm slightly terrified to have another driver in the house. But anyways, based on Bryce's personality, I've always felt like he would enjoy performing in school plays and in musicals. He's just got a knack for acting, and he's got a really good voice naturally. It just needs a little bit of training. So over the past few years, I've kind of encouraged him here and there to try out for different school plays that are going on. And I even offered to get him voice lessons if he wanted to try out for a musical. And he's always just shut it down right away. He was kind of in, he was in that middle school era where self-esteem is lower and you're 
you're worried about what people are going to think and all of that. And I don't think that he felt like he'd be good at it and all of these things. But I just kind of planted that seed. I made the goal for him. (laughs) This wasn't a goal that he purposefully chose. But as his mother, I know what's best, of course, right? So I kind of planted that seed of a goal in his brain. And lo and behold, this semester in school, he tried out for a school play and got in and he's loving it. He's been loving rehearsals. The play is in a few more weeks. And I'm just so excited that he is giving it a shot and he's really enjoying it. And he even told me that he's willing to try out for a musical next year. And he asked if I could put him in voice lessons this summer. So planting that little seed, gosh, a year or two or three even ago, has resulted in him growing this desire and hopefully growing this talent and having a lot of fun while doing it. So that's just an example off the top of my head of how you can set a goal, discover a desire, and then even if it's way down the road that it actually happens and comes to fruition, the chances are it never would have had you not taken the time to set that goal in the first place. So if you decide that you would like to set some goals for yourself this year, I have three do's and four don'ts that I want you to keep in mind while goal setting. Let's go through the do's first. The first do, and I've talked about this in episodes in the past, but anytime you're setting a goal, you need to be specific. It's fine to set a more overarching goal, like I want to exercise more, or I want to eat more vegetables. And that's called an aspiration or just a general goal. But then you must whittle that aspiration down into a more specific goal. You've probably heard of SMART goals. SMART is an acronym for setting a goal that's specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. And I'll talk about that time-bound one in a minute here. But getting really, really specific on the goal is so important because then again, it gives your brain a clear view of what this goal is supposed to look like. It's not just some arbitrary thing you're throwing out there. It's giving it a very direct, implementable plan. So one tool I find very effective in setting goals is using what's called implementation intentions. And these are just statements that sound like this, if dot, 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 then dot, 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 or after I dot, 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 then I will dot, dot, dot. So it's, it's very specific, specific of when this happens, then this is going to happen. Or if I do this, then I'll do this. So for example, if or when I feel stressed out, maybe you typically turn to food when you're feeling stressed and you want to change that. You want to make a goal of not emotionally eating so much. So if I feel stressed out and I want to turn to food to relax, then I will close my eyes, take five deep breaths and turn on my favorite music. You're making a very specific plan for if or when that situation arises. Another one could look like after I go to the bathroom in the morning, then I will put on my workout clothes. You know, you're much more likely to actually get your workout in if you're in your workout clothes and you don't just stay in your pajamas all morning or change into a dress. So you want to create a habit or a goal of changing into your workout clothes right when you wake up. So be specific. Let's talk about this time-bound aspect of these SMART goals. Time-bound means that it has a specific start and end date. 
when I'm making health goals, I tend to make ones that don't have an end date. I want the behaviors to become part of my lifestyle forever. But I might at times also have a time-bound goal on occasion. So something like, I want to run a 5K in October this year, or I want to take a cooking class this summer. Those are more time-bound ones that can still lead towards the goal of better health in various ways. So I'm not opposed to having that time-bound aspect to your SMART goals, but I don't feel like it's essential if this is a, a habit, a goal that you're trying to implement into your life over the long run. All right, the second do of goal setting is to create goals that you have direct control over. This is one reason I do not like setting weight loss goals. Ultimately, we are not in charge of our weight. Our bodies are in charge of that. So I would much rather set a goal that I can control, like one related to movement or meal planning or saying daily affirmations or getting enough water, things that I can control directly. And then the third do is to be open to experimenting and adjusting along the way. After trying out your implementation intention for a few weeks, you might realize that it needs some tweaking. Maybe you thought that you'd have enough time to exercise in the morning, but it turns out afternoons would be better. Or you had planned on prepping for dinner the night before for the next day, but that just isn't working. Nights are too busy, so you decide to prep in the morning instead. You'll never know what's going to work until you try something. Just try anything, even if you're not sure it's going to be the perfect plan or the perfect implementation intention, that's fine. It gives you a a starting point and then you can adjust as needed. Now be careful here. Make sure that you are giving yourself enough time to really try your goal before adjusting it. Don't just bail the first time it's hard to do or you forget to do it or doesn't work out like you planned, give it a good go, but know that you are always free to adjust as needed. All right, let's hop into our don'ts. The first don't that I want you to remember when making goals is don't make too many goals or implementation intentions at once. One to two at a time is probably sufficient. I mean, it depends on how how big they are and how easy they'll be to incorporate in your life, but The last thing you want to do is add 10 different goals that you're trying to work on all at once and none of them are happening because it's just too overwhelming. The second don't is don't expect perfection. Learn to be happy with 80%. Please do not beat yourself up if you don't follow your implementation intention to the T or if you forget to do it, if you are struggling to implement it in your life. Remember, it takes time to change the neuropathways in your brain. It takes time to implement new behaviors. So be patient. Do not expect perfection. Celebrate the small wins along the way. Celebrate the 80% as if it were 100%. The third don't is please don't, and this is a huge one, please don't listen to your brain when it tells you all of the reasons that you won't be able to achieve your goal or that you should just give up when things get hard. It's going to go to the past and remind you about the time that you tried this before and you didn't stick with it. The past does not determine the present or the future. 
You don't need to make your doubts mean anything when your brain offers up all these doubts on why you won't be able to continue with this goal or achieve this goal. Just don't give them any power or airtime. You don't need to believe everything your brain tells you. And in fact, you should expect some pushback and expect some resistance from your brain. It just wants you to stay comfortable. It wants you to avoid disappointment and to take the easy road and to do what feels good now. When we know ahead of time that we will be tempted to throw in the towel, that creating our habit or achieving our goal isn't going to be all rainbows and sunshine every day, then it won't be so discouraging when we hit that bump in the road or when our motivation starts to wane or when we feel like giving up and just going back to our old lifestyle. When those thoughts of quitting arise, we can just say, hey there, thought, I've been expecting you. Thank you for looking out for me and for trying to make my life easier in the moment, but this is actually something I really want to do, and this is actually going to make my life easier in the long run, so we're all good here. Expect the pushback and move on. And the fourth don't I want to cover is don't think that you have to try to go for your goals, shoot for your dreams, and do it all on your own. Get help if needed. Get help from a professional, a therapist, a dietitian, a personal trainer, whoever you feel like would be the right fit to help you achieve that goal. Uh, Join a community of people trying to achieve the same goal as you. Find a program that helps guide you and gives you some direction. Of course, there are some goals you can achieve on your own, but for others, it can be really useful to have somebody in your corner cheering you along, helping you with your mindset, helping you with ideas for how to achieve that goal. Some people see it as a a sign of weakness if they reach out for help from others in achieving their goals, but I definitely see that as a sign of wisdom and of strength and of knowing that we're not meant to go through this life on our own. We're not meant to be able to figure it all out on our own. We're here to help each other and utilizing any help or resources that you have access to is a great idea when needed. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks again for listening. As always, I am here in your corner. I hope you find this podcast helpful. If you would like any further help to go deeper with me and let me help you achieve some of the health goals that you have for this year, I would be honored to work with you. You can check out all the links in the show notes for how to get in touch with me. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Hopefully my voice will be back 100% by then. And I hope you have a fantastic week and are staying healthy yourself. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. If you'd like help implementing what we've talked about today more fully into your life, come check out my self-paced program at healththroughhabits.com. You'll use the science and tools of habit formation to help transform your health and your mindset so that you can enjoy finding true health for yourself. I hope to work with you soon.